Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, it's okay. You're addicted to Dynasty, and I am too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I'm a Dynasty Freak. I love the NFL. I watch every game every week. I love drafting, trading, scouting, and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. Today what we're going to talk about is a top 10 free agents. Uh, One of the best and worst parts of our Dynasty leagues is the joy and the anguish of free agency. So the players that you have that are free agents, they they move to different teams. It's either a fresh start for them where they're going to get uh, more opportunities or it's a case where they get uh, sent to a team where they're just kind of buried under the depth chart. So it's a real guessing game for sure. NFL teams are weighing their needs and all the possible players that are available. And the moves that happen in free agency affect everything in our dynasty leagues. So it's definitely a guessing game uh, for sure. But here are some of my best guesses of my top 10 free agents. And I'll talk about where I hope or suspect that they might land. So number one, leading off my first uh, free agent that I love is Kareem Hunt. I do believe he's the best player. There's just an actual player on this list by far. Um, I believe he'll get another chance next year. He'll likely have a six to eight game suspension. And already kind of rumors are starting to uh, circle around that there are several teams that are really interested in him. And so I don't believe he's going to get kind of Ray Rice out of the league. I think he's, uh, his uh, offense wasn't as egregious, and he's probably going to get picked up by a team that can take the, the PR hit for it. I personally would love to see him land in a place like Philadelphia or Tampa Bay. Uh, Philly's already done something similar, if you think back to the Michael Vick days, that they're, they've done this in the past where they picked up a guy with some character problems and taken the PR hit. And look what Mike Vick did there. So I don't think the organization itself would be opposed to doing something like this. Um, And I believe also with Tampa Bay, with a new coach and Bruce Arians, I think would be a fantastic spot for Kareem Hunt. We've seen what he was able to do with David Johnson uh, when he was in Arizona. And Tampa Bay has desperate need for some running back. And I think their team just is starved to win. Smaller market, they could get away with a move like this as well. Uh, as far as his trade value for Kareem Hunt, I'd, I'd still trade a first-round pick uh, for him right now, like any any of the first-round picks in this year's draft. I don't know if I'd do the same for 2020 picks for any of the players in this year's draft. I'd definitely be willing to trade for Kareem Hunt. So he's my number one free agent. be fun to see what happens uh, with him. I know I've got him on one roster, and he'll be sitting there waiting to see what happens. And uh, now's the time before he lands. If he gets picked up by a team, then his price is going to go higher. So if you want to trade for him, um, it's a risk for sure, but I would I would be happy to do so. I think he'll be back on a team and just miss a chunk of games. Second on my list for free agents that this coming uh, offseason is uh, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, honestly, I'm not as high on him as most. I, I worry about him getting older, uh, missing a year of play this last year. And, and honestly, it uh, sounds a little bit like I'm trying to play doctor or, or psychiatrist here, but I, I worry about what his skipping year shows about his love for football. Uh, I think that's a big deal to me. Um, but that said, he's got a proven track record. <laughs> like, you can't argue with what he's done in the NFL so far, so I couldn't really move him down past number two. So he's my number two free agent for this next year. I'd love to see him land somewhere like uh, in Oakland or the Jets. I think that he'd be a welcome star in both of those markets, uh, both of which desperately need someone to generate some hope uh, for their team. 
As for trading, honestly, I'm uh, less willing to trade for him. I think his price is still a little bit too high. Um, so I don't think that I would be trading for him, honestly, given those concerns that I had. Uh, but all that said, he'd still be uh, number two free agent for me. He'd also be a great fit in Tampa Bay when you think about what Arians has done with, with David Johnson. He would be awesome there with all those weapons at Tampa Bay as well. So it's going to be fun to see where he lands um, I have him as my number two free agent. My number three free agent uh, for this offseason is Jay Ajayi. I'm probably different than most on this. I actually still believe in him. Um, he's very young. He's 25, and, and it's true that he's uh, very often injured, no doubt about that. Um, but I'm uh, one of the guys just hasn't given up on him. Uh, I think he's proven enough in the games where he's exploded and done super well that if he is able to get back to health, um, I think he'd be a great running back if he was picked up by another team, would have a chance to either start for a team or kind of just work in tandem like so many teams do right now. Could be a, a good guy um, even in a, in a shared role. So uh, he's the perfect guy that I'd try to trade for during this waiting period right now. Um, I, I think I would trade a second-round pick for him. Uh, something like that, or maybe like a middle-of-the-pack wide receiver if, it, if there's a team that's kind of deficient at receiver and you've got more receivers on, on your roster than good running backs, uh, I'd be willing to trade kind of one of the middle-of-the-pack wide receivers for him. Well, as far as where I'd love to see him land, I'd love to see him land in Baltimore or Buffalo or Atlanta. If you think in Baltimore or Buffalo, I think that he could win the job outright. Um, maybe not against McCoy, but I think there's some speculation that the, the Bills may not uh, even re-sign McCoy. Um, but definitely in Baltimore, I think he could beat out all the backs that are the, trying to vie for time there in a, a super run-heavy offense. I think that he would be a great uh, addition in, in Baltimore. And I really think Atlanta would be a great spot for him too because odds are that um, odds are that uh, Coleman's going to be let go and they're going to kind of hang on to Freeman. But if you have been listening to me, you know that I'm kind of down on Freeman and feel like he's kind of in the back half of his career too. And so there you would have two very injury-prone backs if you had Freeman and Ajayi running for Atlanta. Uh, but they've shown that they know how to mix up their backs and give value. You know, they're definitely both start-worthy backs uh, when they've been in there together with Coleman and Freeman. I think that Ajayi could do the same thing. I'd love it if he landed in Atlanta. My number four uh, free agent for this next year is Golden Tate. Um, I still believe in him. Um, he's actually proven that he can switch teams and be a star. He's done it, you know, going from... Uh, Seattle to Detroit. Uh, now it showed some flashes in Philly, although it seemed like they didn't really get their um, their bearings on how to use him most effectively. Uh, but he did have a couple great games with Philadelphia even. And generally speaking, wide receivers in the free agent market, uh, they are less valuable than running backs. Just I should say this on the side, that wide receivers uh, switching teams have a much harder uh, time becoming stars on their new teams. Um, I don't know exactly why that is, but it's pr really proven to be true. And so running backs are much greater value in free agency, but there are a couple of receivers that I list here, and I like Golden Tate because he's proven that he can do it and has done it before. I wouldn't make any aggressive trades for him, but I'd throw some lowball offers to see if there's maybe some owners who soured on him or just don't like not knowing uh, where he's going to be playing. Uh, I think I'd, I wouldn't give up any more than a third-round pick, but I think any any third-round pick in this year's draft I would, I would give up for him. Um, he is 30. So he's probably, you know, definitely on the back half of his career. But the type of role that he plays is one of those roles where just kind of the underneath slot guy that I think can continue to make a lot of uh, impact for a team. That's where I'd love to see him land. Um, I'd love to see him land in Dallas, that Dallas Cowboy homer here. Yeah, I think it would be great to add he and have he and Cooper uh, on the same team would be really uh, great for Dallas. 
I think Indianapolis would be uh, would be intriguing as well. They still seem to be searching like crazy to find their number two receiver to T.Y. Hilton, and, and Tate would do a lot of things that, that Hilton doesn't do. I think that they would complement each other well. In addition to having an awesome quarterback like Luck, they've also got pretty good uh, money that they could spend right now on free agency. Or finally, uh, even though I hate the team, New England would be a great spot for Tate. You know that Belichick is always picking up free agent wide receivers. He seems to think that's the way to go. And uh, he, he just being kind of an underneath target, uh, again, just another weapon for Tom Brady could be uh, possible, at least as long as Tom Brady stays, which if he doesn't, I wouldn't want him to go there. So that's my number four free agent. My number five free agent is Mark Ingram. I really believe in Ingram. I think that he does have a couple good years left. You know, the fact that he split time the last couple years um, in New Orleans has probably lengthened his career, given him some longevity. As long as he can stay off the uh, performance-enhancing uh, drugs like he has, uh, like he was suspended for this last year, um, I think that he could be great. He's another guy that I'd love to see land in Baltimore um, or Houston. I think that those would be great landing spots for him. I believe that if he was to get on either of those two teams, he could actually be their starter. and would be kind of a top 24 running back for the next two or three years, something like that. So I'd still uh, love Mark Ingram. My number six would be uh, Tevin Coleman. Um, I'm just not as high on him as most. He was kind of the one that everyone thought was going to be the kind of free agent star like this year's um, Jarek McKinnon, like McKinnon was last year when he was signed with the 49ers. And his value is just going to skyrocket. But uh, now it's kind of a different taste in everyone's mouth because with Freeman Hurt, he had all the chances in the world to become a star in Atlanta this last year and prove that he could be a number one back, yet he just really didn't do it. And so uh, he's you know splitting time with Ito Smith, who even had better games than him. So uh, Still, he's one of the more gifted guys that's available for running backs. Um, I think his role's limited. He'll be a shared role back. Um, so he's going to go to a split backfield, I believe. Um, I'd like to see him land maybe um, in New Orleans or Baltimore. Uh, I keep saying Baltimore for running backs because they're uh, so uncertain with what what they have there. Um, New Orleans, I think, would be intriguing just because they know how to use two backs. And I think if you were to get he and Kamara in the same uh, backfield and splitting roles, they they do kind of have similar uh, skills, Uh, Kamara being way better, of course. But I think that uh, just New Orleans' track record of knowing how to use two, so if they split with Ingram, Coleman would be a great spot in New Orleans. And again, uh, Baltimore, they've got a really open shot for anyone to come in there. I don't think Gus Edwards is really going to win the job, and Collins is probably not going to stay on the team at all. Kenneth Dixon always uh, seems to get hurt or get in trouble, so I think theirs is pretty open. Coleman would be a good land in Baltimore as well. Uh, my number seven free agent. Oh, sorry, I, I said um, for Coleman just because I don't believe him. I actually wouldn't. He's actually a guy that I wouldn't try to trade for right now. But, it, but if you believe in him, uh, go make a trade for sure. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater will be my next, um, number seven. Um, this certainly is speculative. We just haven't seen enough of him to know. But we do know that this year there are several teams that need a quarterback, and the rookie class is pretty weak this year, uh, let alone the fact that you you know you have to trade up to get a quarterback sometimes if, if you're in that position in the, in the NFL draft. And so the easier route might be to go free agency where you can uh, just make a bid and kind of make a bid and compete against the other teams that are looking for a quarterback that way. I think that uh, Bridgewater will get uh, sent to a new team this year, uh, this offseason, and then he'll get at least one year. He could even get like you know picked up by a team that still drafts a quarterback, but Bridgewater would have a chance to start, and I think he's at least going to get one year to start for another team to see if he's a uh, 
worth of value that he was being a first-round pick several years ago. Um, I think that uh, he may be available on your waiver wire. I don't know if you have to trade for him. I know at the end of this last season, I picked him up in several leagues already just because I wanted to, I knew he was a free agent and wanted to pick him up just to see what would happen. And so if he's out there on your waiver wire, I would definitely try to pick him up. I probably wouldn't try to trade for him. Um, but check and see if he's on your waiver. I think he probably would be in, in many leagues. As for where I would like to see him land, I'd love to see him land in Jacksonville, where I think for sure he would be the starter. Or if he went to a place like Miami or Cincinnati, I think he could become the starter, that he have a chance to beat out Tannehill or beat out Dalton. Uh, both of those teams, I'm sure, are questioning their, running, their, I mean, their quarterbacks who just can't get them over the hump. And so bringing in someone like Bridgewater to Miami or Cincinnati might be a possibility as well. Though Jacksonville or even Washington, now that we've got the news that um, that uh, Alex Smith uh, is likely going to miss this next year, Washington would be a good fit for Bridgewater too. So check your waiver. I'd go pick him up. Number eight free agent for me would be uh, Tyrell Williams. Um, he's never been the number one receiver for a team, you know, with Keenan Allen there. But I believe he actually has the skills to be a number one, like his his, his speed, his length. His, I think that he is the you know kind of prototypical outside receiver. Uh, the fact that he fought off Mike Williams for for two years already, and uh, kind of kept his spot there as the number two, although it started to fade a little bit at the end of the season this last year. Um, I still think that he could be a solid number two for another team. As for where I'd love to see him land, I'd love to see him get picked up by Miami or Buffalo. I think if he was at Miami or Buffalo, he could actually become the number one wide receiver like right away. So those are the teams where I think he could be number one. Or if he was to go to Dallas or Indianapolis, I think he'd be a great complimentary uh, number two wide receiver for one of those two teams. So Tyrell Williams would be a very intriguing uh, number eight free agency for me. Number nine free agent is uh, John Brown. Um... I sure hope he gets out of Baltimore. I hope that they don't re-sign him because they're just such a run-first offense, and it's just uh, frustrating to to watch for him. He was playing so fantastic when when Flacco was in there, but everything changed, of course, when they moved to Jackson and just became so run-heavy. I'd love to see him move to Tampa Bay. If you remember, Arians was the coach when Arizona drafted him and found ways to use him before he kind of started struggling with his sickle cell uh, injury that he had, uh, illness, I guess we should say, that he had there in, in Arizona. So uh, Arians would be a great great coach for him to pick him back up again, although they are kind of loaded at wide receiver in Tampa Bay. I think Pittsburgh would be really intriguing, particularly if uh, Antonio Brown is traded or just cut, <laughs> for that matter. That I think Pittsburgh would be a great spot um, for Brown to land, for sure. That would be really fun to see Roethlisberger and uh, he and Juju uh, starting opposite each other. Um, again, I keep saying Indianapolis for a receiver. I still think they're trying to find a number two. Uh, John Brown would be a great fit, obviously having Andrew Luck to be thrown in the ball. He is a bit older. John Brown is at 28. Um, but even though he's a little bit older, I think I'd be willing to trade like a third-round pick for him. He's a super intriguing uh, free agent. And so see if someone else has maybe soured on him and maybe even doesn't know that he's a free agent. Make make a you know some sort of a trade to try to get him. Maybe a third-round pick could, could get the job done for you. And finally, uh, for this podcast, we'll wrap up with number my number 10 free agent would be Jared Cook. Um, I really, really hope he actually stays in Oakland, and I suspect that he will. He obviously had the best year of his career. He finishes the tight end number five, um, incredibly, this last year. Um, if he's the tight end uh, number two on, on, some, on a team in your league, like there's likely that there's teams in your leagues that have uh, a top receiver ahead of him, or at least what they consider, particularly a younger 
person that they think, you know, player that they think is the better tight end. Uh, Cook is someone you can probably trade for because a lot of people just kind of have, they know his history, that he's very, very up and down. That's kind of his whole career has been like that. He'll have breakout games and then he will just be awful for a long time. But I think that uh, Gruden has found a way to use him there in Oakland. And I don't think this is just a one-year wonder. I think, uh, though he's a little bit older, he's got several more years like this, particularly if Oakland keeps him. And so if you find someone who doesn't believe in him, uh, I think he'd be worth trading for. I think at this point, um, I'd be willing to trade like a second round pick for him this year, but I think maybe only if he signed with Oakland. So I might not be willing to do that right now. But if we hear even you know soon that he re-signs with Oakland, then I think I'd be willing to trade like a second round pick for him. I believe he's top 12, so he'd be like an every week starter for you as a tight end. Um, hopefully he lands back in Oakland. Free agency's fun. It does kind of move uh, the value of our players a lot, and so I think it's fun to put these lists out, and then they will certainly shuffle like crazy whenever whenever um, free agency begins. If you don't know that, that's March uh, 13th is kind of when the new league year begins, and so that's about the time the bidding will happen. So we got you know about six weeks to go before free agents can actually sign with other teams, but it will be fun to see uh, what happens and we'll at least get clues to know if they don't re-sign with their team. We'll know uh, that they are going to truly hit the market. We'll see what happens. Take advantage of it while you can. Be smarter than the rest of the guys in your league. You already are by listening to this podcast. I want to thank you for listening. That's a wrap for this week, my freaky friends. Make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks.com. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.